Hello everyone and welcome to Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. I am your host Sam Hurley and I am joined this week by the lovely, the charming, the very ginger, Stacey Gavin. How are you Stacey? I'm good, thanks Sam. That's awesome. So what we do in this podcast guys is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. Unfortunately this week it's just going to be a mini-sode, sorry dear listeners, but we only have the time to do 10 questions. We're trying to pump out as much content as we can before we go away on an extended period of leave. So, this week, guys, it's being John Malkovich. Had you seen this movie before, Stacey? I had not seen this movie before. I had heard about it and had zero clue as to what it was about. No idea whatsoever? No, none. So, this movie was actually a fan request. Jeremy Halson, congratulations, well done, bro. You picked a movie that I was very excited to review. And I was very curious as to what it was about and why someone would want me to watch this. Would you say you were one curious or bi curious? <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so this week, guys, we've got a lot of good questions coming up. Jeremy Housen, again, you gave us a good fan question. We're going to ask that one towards the end. We've also got other ones like is it cheating if you're in someone else's body while they have sex with someone? What's a profession that would turn you off instantly? And what is the first thing you would do if you found yourself in someone else's body? But before we get on to all of that, if you haven't seen this movie before but you want to listen along anyway, Stacey is going to hit you with a plot. So what's the plot for this movie, Stacey? Okay, in this quirky cult favourite comedy, unemployed New York City puppeteer Craig Schwartz reluctantly takes a temp job as a filing clerk for the eccentric Dr. Lester. While at work, Craig discovers a portal that leads into the mind of renowned actor John Malkovich. When he lets his attractive co-worker Maxine in on the secret, they begin both an unusual business scheme and an odd relationship that involves Craig's restless wife Lottie. Starring in this movie is, of course, John Malkovich. Really? Yes. John Cusack as as Craig Schwartz, the main character. Cameron Diaz as his wife Lottie. Rather nut job wife, I must add. Oh, she was amazing. And the wonderful Catherine Keener is the slightly psychotic Maxine. I had a massive crush on her <laughs> after I first saw this movie. Man, she did a lot of things for me. So IMZB have rated the 7.8 out of 10. Ron Tomatoes are given it 93%. Pretty good scores there. But what would you rate being John Malkovich as, Stacey? I found this film very confusing. Um... But yeah. you go out with me, and <laughs> yes, I so find, I thought you'd be down for this. I find that I find you confusing every day. <laughs> this, well, <laughs> I'm going to go six thousand three hundred and twenty-five. Okay, I am going to go with eight thousand nine hundred and ninety-seven. Whoa! This is almost a nine out of ten for me. In fact, I'm almost be willing to give it eight thousand nine hundred ninety-eight, maybe even eight thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. I really, I just really like this movie. I first watched this when I was younger, and I remember it being an odd movie, like just an odd movie, and just thinking, what the hell was all that? But then watching it as you get older, you start to see all the themes and the ideas and the inspiration and the motives behind it. It's amazing. Yeah, I can't decide whether I just wasn't a fan of the movie or because I found the themes so disturbing that, you know, I just turned me off in general. Whereas I'm a real film nerd when it comes to weird movies, and this got my film nerd a frobbin, a hard, a fully erect. Oh, yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> okay, so as I said, guys, this is a mini side. We're only going to do 10 questions. We're going to ask each other questions as we go along. I'll take a turn. Stacey will take a turn. We'll try and come up with some answers. 
First question was one that I mentioned. What would be the first thing you would do if you found yourself in someone else's body? I'm going to answer this as though I was in John Malkovich's body or, you know, a famous person. We'll make it John Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah. What was the first thing you do in his body? Well, not being famous myself, the first thing I'd want to find out is what that feels like. So I'd walk out the house, walk down the street and just to see what people's reaction was towards me. Okay, so you're a female, right? And you've gone into a male's body. You're telling me the first thing you wouldn't do is to reach down and touch a penis and see what it feels like. Were you not listening to me? But you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't be interested to see what it's like to have a penis and how it operates. And it's like foreign yeah, territory. Maybe, for you. yeah, maybe, but. I'm saying this from every guy's perspective is the first thing a guy would do if they went into a female's body, it was just go stand in front of a mirror. Yeah. As for me, good question. I think the first thing I would do is just abuse and use my fame. I'd just go out to the most expensive restaurants. I'd try and go to like really exclusive Hollywood parties. I'd then, you know, if you only had the body for like 24 hours or whatever, to finish the day, I'd then go into my bank. I'd tell them, right, give me all my money. I'd then put it in a bag. <laughs> I'd go around Sam Hurley's house and I'd drop it on his doorstep. And then I would go back to Hollywood. And John would wake up thinking, what the fuck was that dream I just had? And wondering why he's broke. Hell yeah. Oh, he's a rich and famous guy. He can just do other movies and get himself up and running again. See how long he can do that for while other people are entering his brain. Mm. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, there were some pretty interesting themes in this movie. So what was the most interesting theme to you, Sam? I I found the cult of celebrity quite interesting. I found the idea that a guy who has, you know, is is known as a well-respected actor could actually go into... Uh, his agent's office and just say hey look i want to be a puppeteer now and the guy's just like yeah that's sure fine that's cool and i found that interesting because it just sums up the celebrity culture that's coming now where paris hilton has literally no singing talent whatsoever but she can put out an album and other you know like famous musicians just like mariah carey can decide she can act and go and do glitter i think it just sums up how once you've made it you can basically do anything as opposed to poor old Craig Schwartz, when he was just Craig Schwartz, no one gave a flying flying fig about him and what he was doing for a job. They didn't even care. He was the best puppeteer in the world and no one gave a shit. Okay, I'm going to... So the theme I'm going to pick as the most interesting for this movie is something that's often featured in sci-fi films, and that's humans wanting to live forever or for much longer than they really should be. Oh, that's a good one. The reason I find this so disturbing is because it's just highlighting that over-inflated sense of importance that humans have. Well, yeah, that's an interesting theme, Stace. Anyway, moves us on to question number four. So, is it cheating if you find yourself in someone else's body while they have sex with someone? Now, this theme comes up in the movie quite a bit, where one of the main characters will go into John Malkovich's head so that they can have sex with another character. But what do you think? Would you class that as cheating? In the movie, I think it is. Definitely. Oh, definitely the way they portray it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The way that uh, Maxine prefers to only sleep with John when Lottie is in his brain, <laughs> um, which is kind of disturbing. But yeah, I'm kind of on the fence. If you have control over the body, then yes, definitely. It's cheating. But if you're along for the ride, then it's not? Well, the way it's portrayed in the movie is that they don't really have control over the amount of time they're in in the brain or in the body and that they kind of get bumped out at any time so what about if you get transported into their body while they're in the midst of having sex with someone yeah that's what i'm saying scott but like they don't know that 
Yeah, but what I'm saying is if you transport it into their body and then you had control of them and they're in the middle of having sex, what, do you just suddenly say to the person, oh, sorry, I can't do this, I'm actually someone else? I don't know. What would you do, Sam? I have literally no idea and no way to answer this question. I've got no idea. No, I'm going to take the purely Britannical view that uh, if you even think about cheating on somebody, then you have cheated on them. Ah, so you must cheat on me... Every day when you watch your porn movies in the shower. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, but yeah, you've probably got a good point there. I literally cheat on you probably a hundred times a day and that's why I come home so I'm tired. <laughs> if we're judging it based on that. No, I mean, that's, that's not true. Good. Okay, what about your next question, Stacey? Okay, so one of the fascinating things about this movie is Maxine and Craig set up a business where they charge people to enter the portal in which they can go into John Malkovich's mind. So I find this business model completely deplorable, selling something that is not yours to sell. (laughs) So what's a dodgy business idea comparable to selling tickets into a portal into someone else's brain? I think for me, and this this isn't really a New Zealand thing, but it's more of an American thing, I can't believe how pharmaceutical companies have these reps which go into doctors' businesses, tell them all about this new drug they've got, and they will take them out for dinner or they'll buy them a new set of golf clubs or they'll pay for them to go on a holiday or anything like that. They'll end up just sweetening them so that the doctor will feel inclined to give that medicine to their next patients when they come in. Surely a doctor should be giving what he thinks is the best medicine to someone. I totally agree. And we really we don't have enough hours in the day to talk about the disgustingness of the medical industry in general. How? No. <laughs> Especially not the American one. New Zealand's not too bad. Although, mm. uh, here's an interesting fact for you. New Zealand and America are the only places in the world which show ads for drugs on TV. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. Literally the only two countries in the world. Okay, I'm going to go with something that I find completely deplorable, and that is... Town some- planning. terrible terrible um no it's um profiting from something that's also not yours and that is child beauty pageants oh they're disgusting they totally are and the parents who put their children through this torture nightmare set them up for a life of god knows what um when everything they've done even up to before the age of five is based on their looks so you're saying if we have kids, we're not going to put them in a beauty pageant? Hell no. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Just let the children be children. <laughs> oh, some so Sam wise. wisdom. Let the kids be kids. Can you say that in a less creepy voice? I can't. <laughs> I wish I could, but I literally can't. Okay, so my next question. So Maxine goes out for a drink with Craig. And anyway, they're you know having a drink or whatever. And she says to him, what do you do? And he sort of says, oh, this isn't my real job. I'm actually a puppeteer. To which she replies, check, please, and then goes to leave. (laughs) Good call, Maxine. Yeah, good call, Maxine. Instant turn off. Now, let's let's play the role as vice versa as to me and you. Uh, What job could I do that you would immediately be like, there's no way I'm going to date that guy? And it can't be anything legal, no drug dealer or hitman or anything like that. Yeah, okay, cool. This is really easy for me. This is something that I just find completely pointless, and I really, really do not understand how people can do this. Town planning. (laughs) You're really selling your career to (laughs) us there. You're having second (laughs) thoughts or something. Yes. Take Um, me away from this podcast universe. Give me money. (laughs) uh, No, I'm going to go with a professional gamer. 
Really? Yeah, spending hours and hours in a dark room playing games in a fantasy world. Sounds like heaven. have no understanding of that or comprehension and I doubt how they would be a good date. Yeah, that's a pretty good answer. What about you, Sam? I reckon one of those Insta-famous slash reality TV star type girls. You know, the girls that almost in a way prostitute themselves out via photos of their bum or whatever and going on reality TV shows and fighting with people and just being all about the drama and all that sort of stuff. I don't, I don't think I could handle a girl like that. No way. Yeah, fair enough. So you, so why do you spend so many hours watching X on the beach? Hey, 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 hey. I told you we were going <laughs> oh, to talk about oh, that. Oh, not those girls. Right. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Those girls are lovely. And leave the Geordie Shore girls alone. And the teen moms and the, all the other shows, 16 what and Pregnant, the- all those ones I watch. Leave all them alone. They're amazing. They're and Honey Boo Boo Child. Oh, right. So you're just talking about the Kardashians then? Pretty much, Yeah, I wouldn't go out with a Kardashian. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, most of them are taken anyway, aren't they? No idea. <laughs> okay. Talking about professions and jobs, yep. uh, the creepy Dr. Lester refers to his secretary as an executive liaison and immediately clears up that, no, he's not shagging her. <laughs> As if we needed to know. So can you tell us about a common job that has a ridiculous name? Okay, first of all, I worked in a supermarket when I was like 18 years old in the university and used to manage the checkout girls on a Friday night. And the checkout girls weren't called the checkout girls or checkout operators. They were called customer care operators. Oh, that's so nice. So people are going to care about you when you're buying your groceries. Yes, they care about them. <laughs> uh, although in the research for this, I had a bit of a Google and Google result, the one that came back that made me laugh the most, was lifeguards in a place in Wales were no longer referred to as lifeguards and hazard a guess as to what job... To, being a girl who's actually been a lifeguard before, what job do you think they could be retitled as? Like maybe... I'm going to give you a clue now. You're never going to get this. Swimming pool safety officer? What about the swimming pool whistleblowers? You're talking about on your own experience how all you did was blow a whistle and ask someone else to rescue them, aren't you? Yeah. No, the term that they came up with is wet leisure assistance. Oh... That is just dodgy. So you talk. So you mean that, like maybe gym attendants or people working on land were called the dry leisure, dry leisure assistants? Attendants, <laughs> dry leisure attendants. Oh my god, that is just so wrong on so many levels. The, the crazy part is, someone sat there and thought, "Yeah, this is a good idea." <laughs> That's what I never get about these things: is someone legitimately sat there, and they must have had to get clearance from someone. Like even mm. unless it was the boss who walked in and was like, "Okay, from now on, I'm going to call all these guys wet leisure assistants," and everyone was like, "Well, I don't really want to lose my job." So, oh, that's a great job. That's a great name. Oh, I love going home and telling my family I'm now a wet leisure assistant. Mm. I want to make a sex joke about it, but I don't want to go. I feel no, sick no, even no, no. Let's not it. go there. Yeah, let's leave it at like that. Let's keep it clean. All right, I'm going to stick with the wet theme cool. in a common everyday job, and. This job title is something we all know and I particularly love, the Beverage Dissemination Officer. Dissemination? Yeah. <laughs> what on earth is that? Bartender. Oh, my God. Someone who gives out beverages. <laughs> Again, I want to make a sex joke about dissemination. <laughs> not, so not insemination. Oh, right. Dissemination. Yeah. So. so pulling the semen out of something. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that, Sam. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So unsemening your drink is what a bartender is. 
Yeah, so hopefully <laughs> this is going downhill yeah, yeah, real this is, fast. Thanks, Jeremy Housen, for suggesting this movie. I'm, I hope you're enjoying your podcast, bro. We're doing our best. All right, so question number seven. Look, Maxine, wow, what a bitch. <laughs> so true. But was there anything morally redeeming about Maxine? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, she was just bloody weird. And she just didn't give a shit about anyone and just did whatever she wanted to all the time. What about you, Sam? I just think she's a woman who just does not know what she wants. It's what? Just, yeah, I just think, like, in the movie, she flits between being a cold-hearted bitch to actually being slightly caring. just think she's a confused person, just like a lot of us are when we're in our 20s, early 30s. We don't know really what to make of this world, and I'm starting to get really emotional. And <laughs> 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 There's a cold, dark world out there, guys, oh. and... What do you do? Nah, I mean, let's face it. She was a bitch. I don't think there was anything too morally redeeming about her. She liked playing Lottie off against Craig. She liked playing Craig against Lottie. And she liked having John Malkovich to manipulate in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Master manipulator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's run on to the next question here. Which character do you think would win Big Brother? John Malkovich. What? Yeah, I'm going with John Malkovich. Why? Because if you chuck a famous person in the Big Brother house, and you've got to remember that fans vote on this, People are going to mm. vote for John Malkovich. He's a beloved actor. They even say in the movie he's a like American icon or American treasure or something. Fair enough. And plus, he looks so batshit crazy that you feel like if you vo- voted him out, he would come around to your house and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I'd have to agree with that. And I'm just going to make a major newbie confession here. I had never heard. <laughs> oh, yes, of I almost jo- forgot this. I had never heard of John Malkovich before this movie. I thought it was a made-up character. I did not know there was a real actor called John Malkovich who was famous. He can't be that famous. Oh, you say that. <laughs> you say that, but he's he's been in a lot of movies. And then I started listing off some ones that she might have seen, but no, no, the Conairs, <laughs> no, haven't seen that. Dangerous Liaisons, haven't seen that. Hadn't seen the Red, the Helen Mirren, Bruce Willis. John Malkovich, no, nah, I haven't no. seen any of them. Oh. Okay, right, moving Sorry, right along. Uh, back to the Big Brother question. I'm going to go with Maxine because she is so sneaky. I yes. reckon she would have a way of manipulating her, you know, in her when they sit in the room in the diary and pour their heart out, and she would put put on some show to make you, uh, to make fans fall in love with her or feel that she was being hard done by. Yeah, see, I again, it's public vote. So I, I feel like people would see through her facade. But at the same time, she can bring the absolute worst out of people. So she would probably get by on that, just bringing the absolute worst out of people. Yeah, I, I can see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Now, what do you think puppeteers did to Charlie Kaufman to make him take the piss out of them so much in this movie? Because the puppeteer profession does not get given much of a glowing light. I think the profession of being a puppeteer in this movie, it there is a lot of emphasis on it, and I've never even heard of it as an actual profession before. And um, can you just clarify, Charlie Kaufman is the guy who made the movie? Charlie Kaufman the movie? is the guy that wrote the, movie. wrote the movie. Okay, So it could be Charlie Kaufman or it could be Spike Jones. One of them thought, fuck puppeteers. <laughs> Yeah, I actually think they explained it in the movie. We see a scene early in the movie where Char- uh, sorry, where Craig is on a street corner in New York City performing rather sultry kind of almost pornographic puppet show. And a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and a young child of maybe no less than five walks past and is 
just gobsmacked and totally scarred at what he has just seen. Right, got you, yeah, yeah. And I reckon maybe that happened to Charlie Kaufman when he was young. (laughs) And as a result, he just has never been able to get it out of his system. So he's just having to just put it out into the world. So you reckon he's walked past some pornographic puppets having sex and he's been disturbed by it ever since. And thought, if I get a chance to get payback on puppeteers, I'm taking it. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, having been to Amsterdam, I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> Why? Do they have lots of puppeteers in Amsterdam? No, they have very <laughs> unusual items performing sex with each other. It wouldn't. I would not put it past Amsterdam to have a puppet sex show somewhere, somewhere around. That okay. answer has completely screwed my answer. I've got nothing in response to that. I mean, I originally thought they haven't done anything. It's just a theme of the movie to have puppeteers in there because that's the premise of the movie is going into somebody else's mind and controlling them, that it sort of makes sense. It's sort of reiteration of the theme and, you know, it's a puppeteer inside a man puppeteering him. Couldn't have had him as like a car salesman or a chess player or... Um, it's a lay or, or as a wet leisure assistant or... <laughs> <laughs> or a beverage dissemination, dis- dissemination officer. Yeah, yeah, beverage inseminator. You couldn't have him as any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the puppet in this movie? Is it Craig? Is it Maxine? Is it Lottie? John Malkovich is is the puppet. All of them are the puppeteers. Okay. Maxine's manipulating Craig, who's manipulating John. What about Dr. Lester? Oh, yeah, we haven't even mentioned Dr. Lester. He's another puppeteer. (laughs) He's another guy that goes inside another one and puppets. So so Dr. Lester is a puppeteer of Craig, or is a puppeteer of... Who's puppeteering John, who's also being puppeteered by Maxine, and Lottie's (laughs) an animal in a cage. See, that's... Again, it's another theme... (laughs) Yes. Lottie, Lottie keeps animals and then she ends up as an animal in a cage. There's a lot of themes in this movie. I think Oh, I love it. That's something um, quite interesting I think we should point out, Cameron Diaz. This is a role I've never seen her in. She's yeah. sometimes an actress where you can say, oh, yeah, it's Cameron Diaz again. She's beautiful and, you know... Blonde um, and hot. Yeah. Blonde and hot and takes takes has a presence on the screen that absolutely captures your eye. But in this movie, she's just bloody nuts. And I've never seen her play a role like that. <laughs> and this is peak Cameron Diaz. This is five years <laughs> after The Mask came out, where she was like the hottest chick in town. Uh, I think it was the same year she did um, something about Mary. Like, this is peak Cameron Diaz. For her to turn mm. around and do the role. I, do you reckon, in some weird way, this maybe inspired Charlize Theron to go, like, ugly looking for the movie Monster? <laughs> maybe in some really weird tenuous connection there you go dear listeners yes. there's a bit of research see if you can find Charlie's for on <laughs> thanking Cameron Diaz for going ugly and being John Malkovich for... there's a bit of conspiracy theory Do-do-do-do-do. generation <laughs> okay so that takes us to the end of the podcast Yay. and the exciting part thank you very much to our fan Jeremy Housen for requesting this movie and requesting this question yeah thanks again bro I hope we've done this justice Okay, so obviously this movie is all about going into the celebrity John Malkovich. What celebrity's mind would you like to go into and why? This answer is really easy for me. We've actually seen him live recently. Want to hazard a guess as to who it is? Are you in and saw the All Blacks recently? Is it one of them? Oh, yeah, it's definitely. It's definitely the All Blacks. <laughs> it's definitely the French ref in the last Lions test, so I can wonder what the hell he was thinking at the end of the game. No, <laughs> no, it is the wonderful, the one and only, the amazing Neil deGrasse Tyson. 
Oh, astrophysicist astronaut. Hosts of so many good things. Might have seen Cosmos on Netflix. What I like about Neil is he's just so intelligent and he knows so much about the world and the universe and how everything works that I think it would be like that scene in Doctor Strange where Doctor Strange gets tapped on the head and suddenly the whole universe opens up in front of him and it's all crazy and insane and everything. I feel like if you went into Neil deGrasse Tyson's head, your mind's eye would just be well and truly expanded, squidgied, clean, completely clean, and you'd just be able to see and know so many interesting things. And what about you, Stacey Gavin? Be death. I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but let me frame up how I'm answering this question. You're going to say me, aren't you? (laughs) Um, Celebrity? Hey, this podcast (laughs) is now being listened to in one country. (laughs) By one person? Um, No. (laughs) Hopefully. Or maybe two. You and me. So how I'm approaching the answer to this question is, you know how sometimes you come across people and you're just like, what the the fuck are they thinking? Yeah, a lot of people say that when they meet me. (laughs) Yes. So it's not because of admiration or anything like that. It's because I just really want to try and even begin to understand what this person is thinking. And that person is Donald Trump. You're kidding. Donald Trump's been named in our podcast more times than Nicolas Cage now, I reckon. Oh, no, we double whammied. We named both of them in this one now. (laughs) Donald Trump, go on. I'd love to hear why. Well, just how I framed it up is he's made so many interesting decisions and he's broadcast so much interesting crap. And I say interesting from a purely neutral point of view. Right, yeah. Wouldn't you just like to know how someone can be so completely insane? Oh, no, I completely agree. I would love to go into his head and see the truth behind half the matter, whether he actually believes half of the dumb shit he says or whether it's just impulse and arrogance and stupidity. He he could actually be smarter than we all believe and understand. Who knows? But he's just putting this on. It's funny because he gets caught lying all the time, but somebody I read somewhere said... He's not actually lying because he believes what he's telling is the truth. Really? So he's he, like he doesn't acknowledge the fact that he could possibly be wrong. So it's not lying. Like in order for you to lie, you have to be like, look at that cow; it's red. When you can clearly see it's green, and you know it's green. <laughs> I have I mean, no have idea. Have you seen where a red cow before? Or well, a cow? <laughs> we're talking about Amsterdam. I took some shrooms, then went for a walk out in the countryside. <laughs> fuck. Okay. All right, so there was cows of every different color. A couple of unicorns, a dragon came down, <laughs> gave me a ride on his back. Okay, so now whose mind are you in? Woke up in a barn naked. Uh, what? Sorry. <laughs> I think somebody just entered your mind and took over your body. Yeah. All right, so that's that. Okay, so that's that. That's all. Oh, that's it for the ten normal questions. We take this down to the noob. Trivia round. If you didn't listen last week, basically what we do is we ask the noob five questions to see how much he was paying attention to the movie. Because I'm a massive film nerd, I tend to notice a lot of stuff that other people just, well, they might notice, it just flies past them, whatever. But what we have now is the noob trivia round to see how much of a noob Stacey Gavin really is or whether she's slowly turning into one of us. <laughs> so, Stacey Gavin, this are is- you ready? Almost. This is the round where you can find out how little I actually know. 
So everyone playing at home, this is a trivia game for you guys as well. Let us know how well you did. Okay, so it's Gavin. So here we go. In one scene, my favourite scene in the movie, a guy drives past and throws a can at John Malkovich, hitting him in the head. What does the guy throwing the can say to him? He says, what the fuck are you doing, John Malkovich, or something like that. No. Think fast. Oh, I do remember that scene, just okay. so you know. So that's <laughs> zero and one so far. Question number two. Name one other film Spike Jones has directed and another one that he's acted in. Pass. <laughs> I don't know any. He's directed the two most famous movies that you could probably think of is Adaptation and Her. Oh, I love Her. Who? What, you're in love with a girl? Her the movie. Oh, Her the movie. Okay, right. Um, he's also acted in a, most of his own movies. You could have said this movie. He played an assistant in this movie. He's also played the old woman in a lot of Jackass 1, 2, and 3. What? Yeah, he's appeared in the Jackass movies. He loves those oh guys. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, this one you'll probably get. What two A-list celebrities show up as, as cameos at the end of the movie? Am I getting mixed up with another movie, or is this the one where Brad Pitt is yes, on the red carpet? One. And there's another famous male actor. Sean Penn. Oh, that's right. Okay, basically, John Malkovich gets given a middle name, and it's not his actual middle name. They give him one for this movie. What is that middle name? Clifford. Horatio. <laughs> And finally, how does Craig describe being able to control John's body? Like being a puppeteer? No, it's like putting on a suit. Meat suit. Yes. So congratulations, <laughs> Stacey Gavin. You got a sum total of zero out of five. You still remain as a Hey, new... I got half. I got Brad Pitt, thanks. Okay, sorry. You got half a point out of five. Basically, if you get over three, you're a film nerd. If you get under, you're very much well inside the noob camp. Congratulations, Stacey. You remain a noob. <laughs> yes. Okay, guys, so that takes us to the end of the podcast. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again to Jeremy Housen for the suggestion and the question. Love them both, bro. Uh, anyone else out there that's listening to this podcast, if you'd like to send us any suggestions or questions you'd like answered, we will endeavour to do a podcast about them. Although, as I said, we are going on leave for... Roughly six weeks, and we'll be back for season two in September. Uh, we've got Baby Driver, and we've got oh, the three of us the boys are doing... The anticipated oh, rom-com chick flick. Yeah, me, Machu, and Owen are sitting down, and we're going to do The Notebook. So we're going to do that. But anyway, if you'd like to support us, you can find us on Twitter, at uh, NerdVNoob. You can also find us on Facebook at NerdVNoob, or search for Movie Reviews and 20Qs. You should be able to find us on Facebook via that. Please like and subscribe, all that sort of fun stuff. Your support means a lot to us. Truly does. We truly endeavour to try and please all you fans. We've great amount of feedback that you've been giving us. We really like it. Helps us form show and or helps us make the show even more interesting for you guys. But anyway, that is thanks for me. Thanks everyone. Oh, I had a massive crash on her after this movie. You had a crash on her. That's right. Oh, fuck. I don't even know how to answer that. This just <laughs> creeps me out big time. In Care Bears. Care Bears. What? The end of the day. And we're talking about puppet sex acts. It's a puppet inside a puppet. <laughs> yeah. oh. It's a puppet.